Welcome back again. All right, um, shall we begin with a word of prayer? Merciful Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you again for the time in which we can search your word and learn, learn more of you and your, your hand, hand in this earth, Lord. Please, Father, help us to see Christ in, in all these things and see, see how we can fight sin and self as well. Please um, help us and lead us now, we pray. And, and, and we ask these things in your son's name. Amen. All right. <clears throat> so now we look at 332 BC. Speak, um, showing now when the Persians fall. It's going back to Daniel two, where the Lord tells us. Lord tells us that the first first nation shall be gold, and the nation that comes after shall be inferior to to that one, <coughs> and shall be of silver, and then the one after that shall be inferior to the one of silver, which shall be brass and the Medes and the Persians fell this um fell because of the same sins um of the head of gold and and Grisha and yeah and, and Grisha also shall fall because of the same sins uh, in which the Medes and the Persians did and Babylon did they're all following the 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 mother harlot Babylon so read Daniel 2 verse 31 32 as we read previously in Daniel 7 6 says, Thou, O king, saw us, and behold a great image, this great image, <coughs> whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image's head was of fine gold, his brass and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass. So speaking of, um, the, the brass kingdom is this kingdom of Grisha. Daniel 7, verse 6, After this I beheld, and lo, Another like, like a leopard, which had upon, upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. So dominion is given onto this, on, onto this leopard-like beast, this, this leopard beast here. Daniel 8, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared unto me, even unto, Daniel, even unto me, Daniel, after that which appeared unto me at the first. And I saw in a vision, and it came to pass when I saw that I was at Shushan in the palace, which is in the province of Elam, and I saw in a vision, and, and, and I was by the river Uli. Um, I said previously that Elam joined, joined with the Medes and Persians to go take down Babylon. You will find that in Isaiah uh, 13. Go look at Isaiah 13 and see what the pioneers say upon that. But continue on. It says, verse 3, then I lifted up mine eyes and saw, and, and behold, there stood before, before the river a ram which had two horns, and two horns were high, but, but one was higher than, than the other, and the higher came up last. So this ram, if you look at the chart, is directly lined up with Media and Persia. You have the bear with the three ribs, and one side is raised up. Then you have the, the ram with two horns, and one horn is higher than the other. And we've already connected this one, high, this one horn being higher to the other higher than the other 
<clears throat> it's the Persian horn. It's this two-horn power, the Medes and the Persians, but the Persian horn is the one that comes up higher than the Median horn. This is pointing forward to the two-horn beast at the end of the world, the United States. It had two horns like a lamb, but it speaks as a dragon. And when speaking as a dragon, you see that one horn is higher than the other because the, the, the two horns is um, Republicanism and Protestantism. And you can see this if you read on the 1850 chart. <clears throat> at the bottom, it tells us that these two horns, th those are the two horns. And the Protestant horn shall rise higher than the, th than the, civil, um, the civil horn. And this, and the, on the Protestant horn, the religious horn shall be the ruling power, as you see with um, Herod and Herodias, um, Ahab and Jezebel. So shall it be at the end of the world with um, the state and then the church. The church shall be higher. All right, continue on. Um, verse 4, I saw the ram, this is the Medes and the Persians, pushing westward, northward, and southward, so that no, no beast might stand before him. Neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand, but, but he did according to his will and became great. And as I was considering, behold, an he-goat <clears throat> came from the west on the face of the whole earth. So this ram pushed towards the west, and but this goat is coming from the west, so it's showing that this the, the ram and this he goat came in contact and and if you study Dan eleven forty out you know this pushing means to war, so this ram and this he goat warred against one another. Um, and as I was considering, verse five, um, behold, an he goat came from the west, on the face of the whole earth, and touched not the ground, and the goat had a notable horn between his eyes. And if you look at the chart again. You have you have this um, you have this one horn between the eyes of this of this he goat or this rough goat. All right, verse six, and he came came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing before the river, and ran unto him in the fury of his power. And I saw him. Uh, and if you go back to what Swin was going over, the fury was seen in the last in the last siege. Mm -hmm. So this fury is also always. Thus far, we have been seeing that this fury is connected to the destruction of a nation. So when this he came with in the furious power against against the ram, we know that this this ram is going down and the he is coming up in power. And remember the rule that we read in D.A.R. and I believe in the last presentation um, that the nation, the nation only comes. Um, the nation is only shown in scripture when it comes in contact with God's people. So this, when we see this notable horn, this notable horn, we read it is the, is the first king. The first king is Alexander the Great. And, and this king, Alexander the Great, did come in contact with God's people and hear the gospel as well. So we'll see that as we continue on. Verse 7. And I saw him come close onto the ram, and he was moved with choler against him, and smote the ram, and break his two horns. And there was no power in the ram to stand before him. <clears throat> but he cast him down to the ground, stamped upon him, and there was none, none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. Hmm. Therefore, the he-goat waxed great, and, and when he was strong, the great horn was broken. So the, <clears throat> the ram was great, but now the he-goat waxed great. And, and when this, when this um, he-goat is strong, this great horn is broken. 
And, and for it came up four notable ones toward the four winds of heaven. And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great toward the south, towards the east, and toward the pleasant land. All right. So, as we see here, you have this great horn. This is one horn, and then when this is broken, you have these four notable horns that come up after. If you, all right. Let's continue on in Daniel 8. The ring which thou sawest having two horns are the, are the kings of Media and Persia. And the rough goat is the king of Grisha. And the great horn <clears throat> that is between his eyes is the first horn. It is the first, first king. king. Excuse me. So the rough goat is the king of Grisha. It's the kingdom of Grisha. You have to keep that in mind. So I'm just have a little depiction. The goat itself is the system of Greece. This is the this rough goat. This rough goat is the kingdom of Grisha itself. And the horn, this notable horn, is the first king. And this rule is given to us in Daniel 8. Right here, we read it. Because Daniel 8.20 says, The ram which thou sawest having two horns are the kings of Media and Persia. So, <coughs> you see that these, um, the, these, these kings um, are denoted by a horn. And also, you, you can also see with a kingdom too, but we'll look at that separately later. So the first king, this, this horn here, is Alexander the Great. ATG for Alexander the Great. Okay, verse 22. Now that being broken, whereas four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of, out of the nation, but not in his power. And there's these, four, these four kingdoms shall come up after <clears throat> this one horn is go down. These four king shall come up that reigns over those nations as well it says verse 23 and and in the latter time of their kingdom when the, when the transgressors are come to the full a king of first countenance yeah a king of first countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up okay so let's look at another account from daniel where he comments upon upon this this um this grecian kingdom daniel 11 2 says, and, and now will I show thee the truth. Behold, there shall stand up yet three kings in Persia, and the four shall be far richer than, than they are. And by his strength, through his riches, shall stir up all the realms against, um, stir up all against the realm of Grisha. So this verse is telling us that there's this battle between um, Grisha from, from, from the west and the Medes and the Persians that, that are from the east, coming from the east, pushing against the west, as we read in Daniel 8. Verse 3 says, and a mighty king. So this great horn, we'll, we'll see, we see here, is this mighty king. And a mighty king shall stand up that shall rule with great um, dominion and do according to his will. So anytime you see the, the, um, a king standing up, this is now, now when this king begins to reign. So verse 2 shows us the, the war between the Medes and the Persians. The Medes are still ruling and they're fighting against, against, um, against, against Greece. But then verse 3, you see now a new king come up. And this mighty king, when, you, when connected to Daniel 2, 7 and 8, we see, um, you see, you see that it's, it's 
it's the kingdom of Grisha with, with Alexander the Great at the head of the kingdom. And this king shall do according to his will. Verse 4. And when, and when he shall stand up, his kingdom shall be broken. It shall be divided toward the four winds of heaven and not to his posterity, nor according to his dominion, which he ruled. For his kingdom shall be plucked up even for others beside those. All right. Go to TMR. It's the three angels, three angels messages of Revelation. Yes. Amen. Page 88, paragraph 3. Says, um, actually, we, we just start in the bold. Says the civil power of Grisha was represented. Amen. By, by the great horn of the goat. And when that civil power was broken, the beast still continued to exist. <coughs> so when this horn is is broken, the the kingdom is still ruling. So this is why I make the separation between the horn and the kingdom. Because when this horn is gone, the kingdom is still there and it's and and that which the kingdom brought forth is still there. Um, yes, the, the beast still continued. And, and, and in the place of that one civil government arose four. And we may add that, that, that when the, um, when the, amen, of the, um, different beasts of Daniel 7, amen, was, was, Taken away, their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. That is, the nations. That is, the nations still live, though their dominion was destroyed. Hence, we understand that the beasts de um, denote the nations, which constitute the different kingdoms, and the horns of the beasts denote the civil and religious powers of the nations. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. So, when the when the when the horn is broken, the nation, the kingdom, still continues on. Continue on. STP 189, paragraph um, 2. Can someone read this, please? It might seem to the casual observer that Greece was not in reality a ruling power in the sense that Babylon and Media Persia were universal monarchs. Let us see. From the first, from the first it has been noted that Greece was an intellectual ruler rather than a power which held the bodies of men in slavery. Okay, so the main thing with Greece is about the mind. That is, that is the main thing about Greece that, different, that makes her different from the, from, from the two beasts, the Medes and the Persians and Babylon before, before um, the, these two beasts, the lion and the bear. It's nice. It's an intellectual power. Go ahead. It goes back to the point you made earlier that the, the goat is the system. Yes, amen. So the system traveled far and wide because the Bible says the goat moved upon the earth. Amen, yes, and over the face like of the earth. Floating on the face of the earth. Amen, almost. and you see that in Genesis 1. But the kings, you don't really hear much about the kings. After Alexander, mm -hmm. it was almost done except for the four generals. That was fine. That's nice. Amen. So we have to keep that in mind because this is speaking about right now, the time which we're in. That, that this system that, that, that Greece brought forth is that thing that is made prominent in, in the world. And we see this all, all today. If you go to colleges, they have the frats. And the frats have Greek letters. All of the, um, all of, um, the cures now, those, all those things come from, come from the Greeks. It's, it's the, 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 
the Greek learning is what kept on. All right, but continue on, Shad. If we may be, if we may personify Greek intellect in an abstract way, we may say that Alexander was a tool in his hand to build, for building up a kingdom where it might hold sway. He did this work well, and while he individually fell, the Greek language, learning, and customs were introduced into all countries where his where his arms had opened the way. Okay, all right. <clears throat> so Greece, if you can make Greece into a person that. That's what it's saying here. Greece, Greece is basically, it just used this, this great horn. It's just using this great horn for its own ends, for its own, own things at once. So just keep that in mind about what we know, know of Greece in this day, applied to um, Dan 11, 3. Um, and... If you continue on in this paragraph, it just show, shows, speaks about the Greek religion, with its mysteries, the Greek games, Greek education, the Greek teachers and scholars, Greek books, and the Greek language. All these things went throughout the whole earth. It's what covered the whole face of the earth. It's what Swin was speaking of. The rough goat um, went across the face of the earth and touched not. It covered the earth rapidly. That's why it moved with this leper with the four wings. The four wings denoting its rapid um, speed. Conquest. Yes, rapid conquest. Amen. So it was an intellectual ruler. All right, continue on. SDP 184, paragraph 1. Here in Greek religion and Greek learning was the most subtle form of that mixture of truth and error which Satan offered at the tree of knowledge of good and evil which existed from the days of Eden to the time of Greece. Babylon enslaved the bodies of God's people. Meda Persia made laws to slay them. But Greece captured their minds. All right, so... We need to understand this because Rome takes up all the forms of these of these um, of these nations here. I don't have it bolded, but Babylon enslaved the bodies. So let me erase this on the side here. What Babylon does is enslave the bodies. The Medes and the Persians made laws they made rigid and tight laws and this is what is seen in daniel 6 to slay them to, 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 to slay what? them it says <clears throat> oh yes to, to slay them this is what made the the beer so vicious with the three ribs in his mouth it's it's showing the 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 the, the laws going forth to kill because um the speaking of a nation is through its laws you can see that in the United States. Go ahead. Um, when America came up, they enslaved blacks. After the blacks was freed, they made Jim Crow laws to slay them. Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. And after the Jim Crow I'll laws, now the Amen. civil rights, all that stuff is enslaving the minds yes. of the black same, people. Yes, I saw the very same. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the same pattern. They follow the Which exact, means there's only one more step in exactly, this process. Which is Rome. It's the last one, but it is. You see it with, with, with um. You. You see that last one upon all men. You see that against everybody. I mean, it's typified all same, men. Yeah, you yeah. Know? The Amen. same, the same, the same pattern. The same plan is gonna be. It's just the same thing on all men. Because he combines all three when he when when he comes in. Amen. All right. So Medo Persia made laws to slay them. 
but Greece captured their minds and enslaved them to her ideas. All right, this is what we're seeing today. Enslavement to ideas of certain, um, certain vaccines and all these things. This is exactly what is happening now. So Greece, um, the purpose, Satan's purpose for Greece is that can enslave minds. Because that statue there is the man of sin. And Satan is this man of sin. And all Satan is doing is just using these nations to put forth his own ends. And all it's going to bring, bring you down to is crucifying of Christ. Crucifying Christ afresh in this day. And we already know Rome. Rome takes all, all these previous things and combines into one. That's what makes Greece, um, Rome, excuse me, this dreadful beast. <clears throat> it says, she counterfeited so neatly, so adroitly, the spiritual teachings of the Old Testament, and so quietly, yet so surely, wound, wound her tendrils about God's people, that her, that her slavery was far worse than that of Egypt or Babylon. It is this influence which must be taken into consideration while following the history of the Greeks as given by Gabriel. All right. Um, maybe we can skip this next paragraph. SDP 107. Let's go down to yeah 107.2. says, The ram and the goat met, met on a river. The first successful battle fought, fought by the Grecians against the Medes what was on the banks of the banks of the Granicus, a stream of Asia Minor. This was in the year 334 BC. So before 332 AD, I mean BC come up, excuse me, um, you have you have you had these three battles before she before um, Greece reigns reigns the whole earth. Because they had to take under the preceding kingdom first. And this is, um, we went over these previously in the year, around January time period, seeing these three battles. The Battle of Granicus, Isis, and Arbella. All right. Continue on. It says, already the victory of Greece what was recorded in the books of heaven. The battle at Granicus was soon followed by the defeat of the Medo-Persian <coughs> force at the pass of Isis, or Isis. And, and, and the third overwhelming defeat was on the plains of Arbella. None could deliver the sinking cause of the Medo Persian <clears throat> Empire from the hands of the victorious Alexander. Alexander stands without a rival for the rapidity of his conquest. He was but he was but a young man of, of twenty when, by, by the death of his death of his father, father, Philip of Macedon, he fell heir to a small dominion. Alright. Pay attention to this part. He United. United the Greek states, placed himself at the head of affairs. So this is Daniel 11, 2, um, 3, excuse me, when he stands up. So when he stands up, this is when he stands up in, in his father's stead, because his father just died. So now, so now he's reigning Greece. He's only reigning Greece now. And he, he unites Greece when he's reigning in Greece. But turn on. It says, and led her armies in a series of wonderful victories. In the space of a few short years, <clears throat> he was the recognized master of the world. He rose, he who rose to the highest position the world could offer felt equally as suddenly. So, when you go to Daniel 11 verse 4, as we read, it says that he stands up. Let's just go back there real quick. 
Daniel 11 verse 3 says, And the mighty king shall stand up. So what I'm saying here is that in this verse 3, this is him standing up and reigning over Greece. And then in verse 4, it says, And when he shall stand up. When he stands up in verse 4, this is him reigning universally now. Because when he, when, once he's finished reigning, um, taking over the whole world, that's when he falls. He doesn't fall when he reigns over Greece. He falls when he reigns over the whole world. Once he, once he reigns over the whole world, that's, that's when his fall comes. So this is showing these two standing ups. And we have to realize these two standing ups because it's speaking about right now. But go ahead. There's a theme, you know, that the Lord seems to be putting through prophecy. Now, Nebuchadnezzar united Assyria and Babylon. Mm -hmm. Cyrus united Media and Persia. Persia. Now you have Alexander, and now he's uniting Macedon and, with, and, and with Greece. Greece. And then when the Romans come, they kind of they unite they the whole world. Greece, I don't yeah. understand that they unite the whole. They, so they, there is this. Th but when Christ comes, he unites the northern and the southern tribes. You have right. the, yeah. the you have right. that theme seems to be going on in the scriptures. I, I mean, I don't know what it's teaching yet, hmm. but I can see that. The pattern happening. That, that, that is happening. Each one mm -hmm. of these kings, when they come up, they're uniting something. They're bringing something together. Amen. I, I, do, I do see what you're saying. I, that's something we have to look, in, look into greatly because if you can follow that correctly, you will see, see what Rome is going to do because Rome is going to come up again in the same way. But, um, so... Yes, the first standing up in verse 3 of Daniel 11, so when he united, unites the Greek states and, he, and placed himself at the head of affairs, first standing up. And he leads on a series of wonderful victories. In a few short years, he was recognized as the master of the world, second stand up. So, um, yeah, and he, he who rose to the highest position the world could offer felt equally as suddenly. He had conquered kingdoms, but was not master of his own passions. His love of praise led him to have himself proclaimed son of Jupiter Ammon in Egypt. <coughs> Excuse me. And his love of drink causes death at the age of 30, 32 years. After a universal reign of only two years. So from, um, I can't, remember which, I can't remember what year he died, but whatever. You still, yeah, it's showing show these two standing up. So this is how how we can follow in Daniel 11 and see, see it being fulfilled. Follow in Daniel 8 and see it fulfilled. In Daniel 7, see it fulfilled in Daniel 2. All right. Um, it says, Such was the fate of one who feared neither God nor man. The Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men. All right. SDP 108.4 says, When he was strong, he reigned, reigned, reigned the whole world universally, the great horn was broken. And for it came up four notable ones toward the four winds of heaven. Alexander left no heir capable of ruling the kingdom. In less than 20 years of strife, his four leading generals succeeded in dividing the empire among themselves. So, that's why when this one is broken, we have these four horns that come up. We'll see. Um, who they are. They go to the four winds, north, south, east, and west. Says, um, next paragraph, Ptolemy had Egypt to the south, so one of them, put P for Ptolemy, and under him, 
Egypt, and as for south. So he has the south. I'd rather write it over here. So we have Ptolemy over Egypt. Seleucus took Syria and the eastern division. So we have Seleucus, the east, another one of the horns. Seleucus. Um, Lysimachus had Asia Minor and territory to the north. Was it Asia, Asia Minor? Yes. And Cassander. Cassander had Greece or the Western Division. These are the four, this is the reason of the four heads and the four horns in the prophecies of, of Daniel. It says, these four had not the power of Alexander. History of these four divisions is given in the 11th chapter of Daniel. Okay. So going back to some of the history now, I'm, I'm taking this from... Uh, the, the, okay, the book goes at the bottom um, from Josephus because the chart tells us to go read um, Jose Josephus and Antiquities. Antiquities of the Jews, book 11, chapter 8. It's written right here on the chart. So if you go read this, this is now when you get more information upon, upon what, what this, this great horn did and the great horn meeting. Um, the the Jews at that time as well. Can I read it for the first paragraph from the top to the <clears throat> to the end of, end of the bold? <clears throat> About this time, it was that Darius heard how Alexander had passed over the Hellespont and had beaten his lieutenants in the Battle of Granicum, and was proceeding further. Whereupon he gathered together an army of horse and foot and determined that he would meet the Macedonians before they should assault and conquer all Asia. So he passed over the river Euphrates and came over Taurus, the Sicilian mountain, and at Issus of Silica he waited for the enemy as ready to give him, ready there to give him battle. Upon which Sanballat was glad that Darius was come down and told Manasseh that he would suddenly perform his promises to him, and this as soon as ever Darius should come back, after he had beaten his enemies. For, he not, for not he only, but all those that were in Asia also, were persuaded that the Macedonians would not so much as come to a battle with the Persians on account of their multitude, but the event proved otherwise than they expected. For the king joined battle with the Macedonians and was beaten and lost a great part of his army. His mother also and his wife and children were taken captives and he fled into Persia. Amen. So he gained a whole, whole force of horsemen and footmen <coughs> Excuse me, to, go, to go, go and battle Greece 
and just as Dan Levin three shows us that Greece is the one one that wins in, the, in this battle. So as he he wins this battle, he's on his way to go take. No, after he wins this battle, he goes to Gaza. Then this is when he comes to um, this is when he comes to the the Jews. After and we'll read this in the next paragraph. Someone read this as well, please. Now Alexander. Now Alexander, when he had taken Gaza, made haste to go up to Jerusalem. And Jedua, the high priest, when he had heard that, was in an agony and under terror, as not knowing how he should meet the Macedonians, since the king was displeased at his foregoing disobedience. He therefore ordained that the people should make supplications and should join with him in offering sacrifice to God, whom he besought to protect that nation and to deliver them from the perils that were coming upon them. Whereupon God warned him in a dream, which came upon him after he had offered sacrifice, that he should take courage and adorn the city and open the gates, that the rest should appear in white garments, but that he and the priests should meet the king, meet the king in the habits proper to their order, without the dread of any ill consequences, which the providence of God would prevent. Upon which, when he arose from his sleep, he greatly rejoiced and declared to all the warning he had received from God, according to which dream he acted entirely and so waited for the coming king. Amen. All right. So, <clears throat> coming out to the last paragraph now. Um, we can... We can start. Yeah, we start at the bold and just read from the bold all, all the way down to the end. Um, all this has a lot of nice, nice points in it to go and show, show what this great horn, horn, horn had. <clears throat> what he had. Um, Done. done to rise, r rise as well. But just for time, we'll just pick up, pick up these points. Um, Shaq, can you take from the bowl down to the end, this top of the bowl to the end of the next bowl, please? I don't know where that sentence begins. Four. Uh, and when the he just said read it from there. Yeah. So and when the Phoenicians. Okay, oh, okay, yes. And when the Phoenicians and the Chaldeans that followed him thought they, thought they should have liberty to plunder the city and torment the high priest to death, which the king's displeasure fairly promised them, the very reverse of it happened. For Alexander, when he saw the multitude at a distance in white garments, while the priest stood clothed in fine linen and the high priest in purple and scarlet clothing with his mitre on his head, Having the golden plate whereon the name of, of God was engraved, he approached by himself and adorned, and adored that name and first saluted the high priest. The Jews also did altogether with one voice salute Alexander and encompass him about, whereupon the kings of Syria and the rest were su surprised at what Alexander had done and supposed him disordered in his mind. Mm. Next bold, I'll continue. Now just go on. However, Parmenio... Alone, alone went up to him 
and asked him how, how it came to pass that when all others adored him, he should adore the high priest of the Jews. To whom he replied, I did not adore him, but that God who hath who have honored him with his, with his high priesthood. For I saw this very person in a dream, in this very habit, when I was, I was at Dios in Macedonia, who, when I was considering with myself how I might obtain the dominion of Asia, exhorted me to make no delay, but boldly to pass over the sea thither, for that he would conduct my army, and would give me the dominion over the Persians. Amen. Christ, that's nice. Amen. So, Gabriel says, when I leave ah, Cyrus, yes. I will go to Grecia. Grecia. There, oh, there yes. it is. Amen. And he received the dream yes. of exactly what God told them to, God. To, to do. And he saw it, and he knew that this, this is of God. Amen. So, also Jacob and Esau. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Oh, Amen. Yes. It's the same that Jacob. Yes, it's the same that Jacob. While the priest was wrestling with Christ, an angel went to go. Esau and yeah, go and Esau tell him dream. stand down Amen. yes <clears throat> and this also remind me of Acts 10 with Peter and Cornelius Peter received a, a, a dream and then the Lord the Lord said go here and then Cornelius he went got a dream. and then he received the same, same dream saying that someone will, will come and then say thus and thus unto you so the Lord did the same thing with Alexander the Great and we know that he received the gospel as well no he heard it rather I should say he heard the gospel as well but as we continue on he also, went forward still to go and to, to be called the son of Jupiter Ammon but go ahead Swindon I mean what I like about this is here it is written by someone who's not in the Bible but you could easily apply the Bible principle to it to and it. see Amen. that God really <clears throat> does take care that Amen. history because all, all Gabriel says is when I leave here I will go there Amen. and you don't really get much you know, mm -hmm. the Bible don't give you much detail as to what happened there, but here, a writer is telling you, that's what happened. Then you Amen. can take that and bring it back, back to the to Bible the with surety that that's what happened. Amen. Amen. So, as we see, every king previously of all these nations got clear instructions upon the kingdom of God. And God does not change. The same thing is going to be happening in, in the time which we're live, living in now where the kings of this earth have to receive um will 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 hear, hear the message face to face cyrus heard it from daniel face to face belshazzar heard it from daniel face to face martin luther stood stood, stood before the pope the popes face to face it's all the same thing so whoever's reigning in whatever state or whatever um who, whoever's president they shall hear it face to face it's, it would it would always be that it has always been that so, um, I'll end here with showing how this, how Grisha now um, destroyed the Persians in the year 332 B, um, BC. And there's much more you can um, read about this. Uh, yes, yeah, much more you can read about this. Um, but we'll, we'll stop here for now, and we'll pick up, pick up with the next date as well, um, 168 BC. All right. With that being said, let's close. The word of prayer. Merciful Father, in heaven, O Lord, we give thanks again for that which you, you have shown. Thank you for allowing your hand to be 
in this work now, O Lord. Please help us to see this work through, through unto the end and to glean much, much, much from, much from your word, O Lord. And, and, and we ask these things in your son, son's name we pray. Amen.